0: So, continuing on with our theme of starting every episode with a list, here's a list of reasons why you should try online dating at some point in your life if you are single. It provides you with opportunities you never anticipated having. For example, I have now, well, I now have the ability to say that I have driven a Tesla and that's my biggest flex. In fact, that is my only flex. From online dating is I have driven a Tesla. I have driven a Tesla. Yeah, that's it. That's the only reason. All right, guys, welcome back to Since No one asked with Jesslyn McCandless, I am. Your host, your pain in the hind end, I am here delivering you all the things you didn't ask to hear about, but you might be thankful you heard. So today's theme is, actually, this is hard for me because I started this whole show with the preface of like, I'm going to talk about a bunch of things nobody asked to hear about, and then you all, once I started announcing the show and working on the show, you all asked for me to talk about online dating. So this is one of the only episodes probably ever that will be a topic that was actually asked for. So thank you all so much for just ruining the irony of the name, not even like three episodes in. So diving right along. um, I started online dating in June of 2020. So it was the point where like, We were going stir-crazy from quarantine, but, like, nothing was safer. We were just bored. So things started opening up a little bit more, like restaurants and things like that. So people started, like, living their life again, which, I mean, put your personal convictions aside. I know um, the CDC probably doesn't recommend meeting a bunch of strangers (laughs) in the middle of a global pandemic, but I did it. um, And it happened, so it is what it is. But anyways, so <laughs> I got on to online dating because I had a birthday in June and my best friend Jessie, who I cannot wait for y'all to meet in a couple weeks, she was like, "Jesslyn, you've been single for almost two years, you've got nothing to lose, welcome to Bumble. And so I said... Okay, because I, as much as I love to be like stubborn and opinionated, if Jesse tells me to do something, I do it. It's just like, if Jesse says it's cool, then it's cool. You know what I mean? That's just, okay, so I got the Bumble and I got bored on Bumble and got a couple other apps. I did not get Tinder. I did not get Tinder. I did not get Tinder. I feel that that's, oh, that's my other big flex. (laughs) I've been on multiple online dating platforms, but never on Tinder. So that is... My second flex. But, anyways, I was on from like June to November. And throughout that time, I matched and had relatively meaningful conversations with approximately 20 men. And I went on dates with approximately 10 of those men. And the last one from November, I am still with. So th- that's another flex. Oh my goodness. I got a boyfriend out of it. Not a lot of people can say that. Now, granted, if you meet him, You know, you'll understand why it's not that big of a flex, but, um, I mean, he's I, I guess, whatever. Anyways, um, you guys have no idea how hard it is for me to take this episode seriously. Like I want to deliver what the people ask asked for, but that's so against who I am as a person. But anyways, so in this time I went through seasons and I went through different phases in my like five months on dating apps. And so each phase had a very special, um, place in my heart and it taught me, Just something else about myself and about men and about dating and about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? So the first phase was the, okay, and I think most people go through this first phase. Correct me if I'm wrong or don't, but one phase that I went through at the very beginning was like, I only went for the guys whose profile and opening conversations led me to believe that they were perfect, and here's why for a couple reasons. One, I just had all of the high standards and unrealistic expectations, which is fair, and you're allowed to have that, but I was scared, right? And I thought, okay, if he's not completely perfect, he's a serial killer. Like, there's no in-between. Spoiler alert, there's a lot in-between. But anyways, I just thought that, and also too, like, I didn't want anyone to know that I was, like, taking this seriously, but, like, deep down, I thought, wow, what a 2020 Lifetime movie where you find your husband on Bumble. (laughs) Even saying it out loud alone in my bedroom to a microphone, I just want to fight myself (laughs) like this dumb kid. Like I wanted to be all light and airy and cash and fun, but it's just not who I am. I take everything too seriously, as you can tell. But so that was the first phase, and it was really – I mean, I really thought I was going for the creme de la creme, and that's actually, looking back, where the most cringy stories came out of, um, so that was phase number one, lasted approximately two months, and approximately, like, four different guys, like, it didn't last long, um, because, and I mean this with all the respect in the world, and it can be said both ways, but I'm only saying it one way. Because I've only ever dated men. So I can't speak to what it's like to date women. Uh, If you can, fill me in. But my perspective of dating men is that men are disappointing. And I say that with grace. Because men talk a big game when they're messaging you. And when they're like answering questions on their profile and stuff like that. Like They really want to seem interesting and cool and funny and mysterious and whatever. And then you meet them in person and like... Wow, they all have the exact same personality, the exact same interests, the same drink order, the same favorite Netflix show, the same, (sighs) just once, a little spice, add a little bit of spice, make it a little different, but no, okay. So that's what phase one taught me, is that all men are different, but they're all exactly the same, and that is disappointing. Maybe not men aren't disappointing, but like, the concept of men (laughs) is disappointing. Whatever. Phase two, phase two was fun, because phase two is the closest thing that I will probably ever have to a quote-unquote ho phase, and I say that because I'm not easy to get, so I didn't sleep with any of these men, so it really wasn't a legitimate ho phase, because I didn't sleep with any of them, and that's fine, whatever, but... It taught me that, like, and when I say my hoe phase, I mean, like, that was the phase after a couple months of online dating where I realized it's okay to match and message and go on dates with more than one guy at a time, and you, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's easier if you're talking to, I always say, two or three, or just leave it be, and what I mean by that is if you're not talking to at least one person when you're online dating, you're gonna get too invested and too attached too soon, and then when they ghost you, it's gonna devastate you, and I am... 120% money back guarantee only speaking from experience. Like, it just, at least with me, because I take things so seriously, I dive in head first. If there's not multiple players in the game, there's never just one star player on the team. I don't sports references. Forget this. Whatever. Two or three or just leave it be. Like, (laughs) if you can't talk to more than one guy at a time, you don't need to be on online dating because you're just gonna get hurt. Facts. That's what phase two taught me. And... After phase two got old, meaning I got tired of having the same conversation with three different men at the same time, and then getting ghosted, and then ghosting, and vice versa, there was phase three, which phase three sucks, and I call that, like, oh gosh, it's like a victory lap. So, like, in college, if you don't finish within four years or eight semesters, you do an extra semester, an extra year, and they call it a victory lap. You go back around one last time, finish it off, whatever, and... A victory lap in dating apps is when you match with the same guy on different apps, and you start to have the same conversations over and over again, and this happened multiple times. Now, I actually didn't match with a lot of guys on multiple apps, but I would see them, and I'd be like, oh, I already talked to him. No, not doing that, but whatever, and that was always fun because it's like, oh, You're still looking, and I'm still looking. I wasn't good enough, but here we are still on these apps. Interesting. I love that. I love when I see guys again. My new favorite, though, now that I'm in a relationship, is when my friends give me their phones. I love to swipe. I don't want – I feel like I need to say this. I have no intentions of cheating on my boyfriend. I have no desire to talk to another man. He gives me more than enough attention. I don't need – I couldn't handle more than one if I wanted to. He's great. I'm crazy about him, but, like, that's all I can handle, right? But I love swiping because I'm secretly, like, I just like, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Like, I just love that. I don't know why. Um, Especially when it's for my friends because I think my opinions of what's good for them is better than their opinions for what's good for them, which stay tuned for next week's episode. I'm going to talk about um, how I do all the swiping for Ashlyn. But anyways, when I'm swiping through other people's apps, like, I'm in a relationship so I've deleted all the apps, but I see people that come up that I'm like, oh, you're still here, wow, you ghosted me, but you're still here, no, I'm not gonna let you match with my friend, she's hotter than me and smarter than me, like, moving on, I love that, it's my favorite, but anyways, phase three, victory lap phase, got it, so first phase is the overly high expectation, over the moon, creme de la creme, he's my husband, lifetime movie, second phase, ho phase, third phase, victory lap, fourth phase, where I tapped out, is the, I don't give a crap phase. And this is the phase where you check the apps maybe like three or four times a week. Maybe it's still part of your daily social media regimen, but it's like, I don't really care if anything comes out of this or not. I'm just like, uh, I'm still here. I'm not gonna delete the accounts because I'm gonna want them eventually and I don't wanna remake the profiles, but I'm also not putting in any thought or effort whatsoever into any single conversation. And that was the phase where I ended up getting cuffed. So, and I hate that. I'm really upset about that. Sorry, my ring hit my cup. But I'm really upset about that because everyone always says, like, oh, you find somebody when you quit looking. And I always hated that. And it it happened. So, like, whatever. Okay, gross. But anyways, so that's the final phase. Sometimes it's the final phase. Sometimes the phases start all over. It all depends on where you're at in life. Maybe it's kind of like the stages of grief. You don't necessarily have to hit them all in order, but you typically do hit them all. I don't know. That's my, um, <laughs> that's my personal experience with dating apps, um, and my phases that I went through. Before I close though, I know we would just went through a whirlwind of phases, right? <laughs> I want to talk about some things that I've learned that aren't necessarily from any chronological, um, timeline of online dating that I hope, You all don't have to experience what I've experienced to learn what I've learned. Um, Some things in life, yes, experience is the best teacher, but I really hope this saves a few um, common mistakes. I won't say total heartbreaks or save a few lives because they're not astronomical revelations per se, but they can, you know, save you from at least one bad day, right? Alright, the first thing I think that everyone needs to understand before they even consider going on a date from someone they met online. Uh, Number one, always trust your gut. You'll hear a story next week about a time I went on a date and my gut was like, Jessalyn, we gotta get out of Dodge. Like, we do not need to be here. And obviously nothing happened. I'm perfectly safe. I trusted my gut and I left. I can't say what would or would not have happened had I stayed. But I can say that I, I, no one's ever said, man, I really regret trusting my gut. You know what I mean? So just be mindful of that when thinking about safety and when thinking about that weird feeling you get. Like, this isn't right. They shouldn't be treating me like this. They shouldn't want to go here on a first date or whatever because you're smarter than you think. And your body was designed to protect itself. So that feeling you're getting... This is me being a therapist for a moment. Um, That feeling you're getting is probably valid. So now that I've got that caveat out of the way, uh, the next thing I want to say that is so... uh, There's no right way to say this, so I'm just going to say it and let you all come for me later. I'm not saying be a judgmental person because everybody has a right to be who they are. Everyone has a right to be interested in who they're interested in. That is life. It is what it is. But what I'm saying is don't be afraid to be selective, and don't be afraid to only go after what you actually want. Like, yes, being open-minded is important. Yes, people surprise you, but like, if you want a serious relationship, that's fine. Don't go out with a bunch of guys or girls that only want to sleep around, and if you only want to sleep around, that's fine. That's great. That's your phase. That's your journey. That's where you're at. Don't go after people who aren't interested and try to Pull them into something they're not interested in. Like, you have a right to not want to be in a serious relationship. You also have a right to not want to sleep around. And neither side is better or worse, in my opinion, but you need to stay in your lane on that one because you're just going to set yourself up for disappointment. Um, Don't be afraid to believe people's profiles when they say they just want something casual. If that's what they want, that's what they're going to go after and that's what they're going to accept. And if that's not what you want, that's not what you need to go after, and that's not what you need to accept. It's just facts. Okay? In addition to that, I will say this someone I know and love very much, um, I call her my cousin. She's not my cousin, but I love her to death, anyways. She once told me this, and it was the best piece of advice I've ever heard. You ready? Two words Don't settle. Don't settle. Now, obviously, that's not all I'm going to say about that. You know. You know I always have more to say. What that means is this. Everybody needs to be flexible and make compromises in order for a relationship to work. That's accurate. I'll be the first to tell you. However, you are who you are for a reason. Whether you believe in a higher being and a creator or whether you believe that you are self-made and self-designed, I don't care. But the point is, I think we can all agree you are who you are for a reason and you're allowed to be that person. Um, and you're allowed to have the aspirations and the dreams that you have. You are not allowed, says me, to let someone take those away from you. The minute you have to sacrifice or give up in some way or belittle a certain part of you or a certain part of your life that is important to you, a core value, a core goal, dream, or vision, anytime you have to sacrifice or put that down – you're settling. That's how you know you're settling. I don't want you to look at someone and be like, "Mm, you're not good enough for me, or you're too good for me, or whatever. I'm not asking you to be a judgmental person. You're welcome to if you want, but that's not what I'm asking. What I'm asking is for you to hold true to the values, and to the goals, and to the dreams that are in your heart. That is what it means, truly, to not settle. Because you can be dating someone who on a superficial level, looks out of your league and like way too good for you, but they ask you to give up a lot of yourself and that's settling, even if they're quote-unquote better, which I don't even slightly believe in. But if you do believe in that, (laughs) there's a way to interpret that. Just don't settle. Be who you are, go after what you want, and don't settle for what you don't want. I know I joke a lot, and I know I love my self-deprecating humor, and I love my little clapbacks and whatnot, but at the end of the day, I can't stand for a space on this podcast where we just tear down who we really are as people. Like, again, I joke around with myself, I make fun of myself, I say awful things about myself that I don't genuinely mean. Um... Because deep at my core, I know my value, I know my worth, and it has nothing to do with anyone else's opinion of me. And the same is to be said for each of you. So, trust your gut, trust what the profile says, and don't settle. If you do that, you should avoid most, like, I don't even know the word for it, most dramatic, um, legendary, iconic mistakes, uh, if you will. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's all my tips and tricks next week. You guys are not ready. You are not ready. I'm not ready and it's already recorded and ready to go. The episode's ready. I'm not ready. One of my nearest and dearest most trusted confidants and best friends is coming on. We're talking all things online dating, even more so with her experiences, her stories. We're picking apartments, profiles. We're doing live swiping. You name it, we're doing it. It gets a little bit more, I don't want to say obnoxious, but we get a little bit more intense about it. We get a little more passionate. And so I am so, so ready to show you all how not ready I am for this. (laughs) So definitely, definitely, if nothing else, come back next week. If you never come back again after that, that's fine. But give next week a shot. As always, I'm on Twitter at It's Jesslyn, spelled just like the name of this podcast. And I am so, 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 so open to hearing from you all, hearing what you all think. Tell me all the things that you don't want to ask for since no one asks around here. Um... But yeah, thank you so much for tuning in and staying with me on this. I will see you all next week. There's no stopping it.